Welcome back, everybody. SF Live, episode number 89 today. My name is Kai Hoffman. I'm the CEO of the SOAR Financial Group. In a few short seconds, I'll be joined by Marcio Fonseca. He's the president and CEO of GR Silver Mining. And we're going to talk about their efforts at Plumosas and San Marcial down in Mexico. But before we get started, again, like you know, all know the spiel by now. This is episode 89. I'm not telling you anything new. But in case you are joining us for the first time, make sure to use hashtag AskGRSL. That's the company's ticker on the Toronto Stock Exchange for your questions. We will be getting to those at the end of our interview and conversation with Marcio. So please make sure to put them in. This is an interactive format. These, this format is made for the audience. This is not for me and Marcio to show off what we know about the projects. This is really about you getting an update and getting your questions in as well. So make sure to use that. Also, follow us here on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube. Hit the alert button. Hit the subscribe button and leave a comment. What do you think of GR Silver? Are they doing a good job? Are we doing a good job? Let us know. Now, it is my distinct pleasure to introduce Marcio Fonseca. Marcio, how are you doing this morning? And I hope everything is well. Very good, Daniel. Oh, I can't complain. I'm actually in a good mood. I, may, I might have brewed the coffee too strong this morning, so that's I might be a little hyper. So, um, really appreciate you joining us. You were supposed to join us here in the studio, but Amazon hasn't delivered on time. So I only have one microphone, and that would have been very one-sided. So uh, the audience wants to hear from you and not from me. Uh, but before we get started, like before we dive into more details, let's let's give us or give us a quick overview of GR Silver in 30, 60 seconds, and tell us what you guys are all about. Osha, GR Silver is a silver gold resource expansion development stage company with the key assets in Mexico, in Sinaloa, in the Rosario Mining District. We bought the Plamosa Silver project from First Majestic, and we have the Summer CL. We are working to expand the resources at Plamosas and combine these two together, Plamosas and Summer CL. Okay, fantastic. And uh, you, you already got a resource on San Marcial. Maybe let's go dive just in there real quick. What are you currently working on? And then we'll go dive more into the projects. For sure. Uh, San Marcial, what we did, we put some holes in 2019 and we decided to put the tunnel to excavate a big tunnel into the, the mountain to make easier for us to drill underground because we need to be, have more space. The tunnel is done. And with the new tunnel, we have discovered much more mineralization in different rocks, other than the breccia that is the support, is the core for the resource, the 40 million ounce of silver, potentially open pit. Now we believe the foot wall can be mineralized as well, which can bring additional opportunities for increasing ounces in the upcoming update of the resource estimation at Samosiel that we are scheduled for next year. Okay, fantastic. And we're going to get to those because you're also working on plumosas. Are you planning on a global resource, by the way? Yes, uh, it's going to be a, a, a joint resource, but on stages. The first step, which is really important for us and for the investors in this company, is to complete the first ever resource estimation 43-101 at Plumosas. A lot of people do not realize, but although there's a lot of drilling, nobody has ever done a resource estimation. Fantastic. We're jumping a bit back around right now. Let's stay on San Marcial for, for now, and then we'll talk about Plumosas, the project you bought yeah. only in March from, from First Majestic. Um, so you, you mentioned you completed the tunnel at San Marcial, and I've been in the tunnel, and uh, I've been on site back in January, and it was fairly narrow. But what size dimension did you use, and what does that allow you to do now? Uh, the tunnel is probably five by five. We can almost drive in t- inside the area. And it has close to 300 meters long. It's go far away. Uh, it crossed the hang wall of the mineralization, the breccia, but also we excavate a bit of the foot wall. And that's a way that we are going to be on the other side of the breccia and put some drill holes to, deep, to, to drill down deep and down plunge as well. 
Okay. You, you, you mentioned you took out some of the football. Have you sampled that yet? Have any essays returned from the football yet? Yes, we've been sampling and we are very excited about what we have been seeing. But probably you remember when you went there, you were hiking down the hill. Oh, it was a very steep <laughs> now, climb, yes, with a rope yeah. and everything. So. Yeah, but now we have a road. So the road, when we excavate the road on the edge of the hill, we cut a lot of the rocks. And we are sampling those walls as well with channel samples uh, before we decide to drill more or not. And we are coming across a lot of disseminated sulfide on that area. Okay, so those little stringers, the black stringers in the within yeah, the yeah. court. Okay, perfect. And um, like, what does the drill program on San Marcial look like? Now that you have access to the underground, uh, what, what are you drilling there and how many meters and what does it look like? So we are planning to do 2,000 meters, a couple of shallow and deep holes from the underground. But we also are looking now, since we completed the full evaluation of the concession with all the geochemistry data, we want to look outside of that. We have 14 areas never drilled, which we want to drill with portable drill rigs that we can move around. So we have two areas to concentrate inside the tunnel, down deep to expand the resource and do a global resource, much larger resource at San Marcial, but also the discoveries that we want to hit outside of that resource area. Just to remind, the resource area is 500 meters, but still open. Okay, fantastic. And I think you mentioned to me the other day, you also bought a drill. And uh, I'm just curious, like, as, as a small, still a small junior exploration company, how does it affect your cost of drilling? Uh, was an approach to, to address two points. First of all, it's important uh, to be flexible and manage the costs and logistics and to get uh, drilling companies at some stage during the pandemic was a bit challenging and you want to go more act aggressively to go and drill. So the portable drill is important because we control and we have people that know how to drill and we are employing local people that's part of social corporate governance, social relationship with the communities, training locals to be drillers. And we feel more comfortable to have the portable drill rig moving around because most of the drill rigs that were available at the time were big <laughs> as we've been there. Yeah. We have a lot of hills and we cannot be building roads and spending money building roads to get a drill rig being portable saves money and time for us okay but you get the same results from a from a, a man portable rig like are you drilling pq or is that the thicker core as well what, what we are you getting the same drill, information uh, small diameter to the normal any kill or but we have two types of portable drill rig one is that carried by a backpack on a, on the back of a, a field worker and a geologist but you have one that is really uh modern drill rig that can drill up to 150 meters deep. okay all normal core. The quality of the sample is fantastic, all up to standards of any resource estimation in the future. Fantastic. And uh, how many meters are in the lab already? It's like you, or have you just started drilling on San Marcial? Then? Uh, San Marcial, we haven't started drilling underground gotcha. yet because one thing that's important is to complete the ventilation inside the mine, the tunnel. So we, are, we brought some engineers to do a, a project to put a ventilation in place so it can be ready to drill, drill. We are working on quotations from drilling companies, but right now we are drilling on the other project, Plumosas. That's what you're drilling. Now. Fantastic. And let, let's switch over there as well. Like Plumosas, you, you bought Plumosas from First Majestic back in March. Uh, it was right around PDAC time, so not everybody might have noticed that actually. Um, but but it's been a big success. You put out some, some fantastic holds. You're reassaying and revalidating some holds. Uh, give us a quick rundown of Plumosas. What did you buy and just how many holds have you re or revalidated so far? So 
the reason why we bought is because we really believe that the combination of summer sial plumosas with what we have optionality to buy in the area and the existing portfolio, we place this company as a key company controlling all the most important silver and gold assets in that district, the Rosario Mining District. And, in, and also put the company in a position that no company has ever been controlling summer sial and plumosas and other assets there. About the the drill holes and the reassays, it's important to understand that some of the holes were not even sampled. <laughs> some of the first majestic holes, they have core left unsampled. We came across a drill hole that was completely unsampled. Every company has their own decisions <laughs> in management, their style. What we realized as a junior company, a drill hole that's there with all the core, with some indication of mineralization, is worth sampling. Yeah. So we sampled that hole. And we also sample edges and other areas that are already sampled. And we assay everything together to validate when you release the news, when you release the drill holes. The Group of Mexico drill holes, we don't have the core, but we have all the documents that prove that the holes are real. So this together makes a total of 563 drill holes, 100,000 meters of drilling. It would take a company more than two, three years to drill all this or even more yeah, than that money that's knowledge yeah. and information and money so we are step by step releasing the holes probably it's important to say to the audience from the 563 we release 140. so we we, we got some news flow to come that's for sure <laughs> oh yeah so i have probably now in the lab i have probably 15 holes that are, i'm really going to get results from the existing ones and we are drilling with the three drill rigs that we probably discussed before. Two at Pomosas and one at San Juan. Okay. The two key areas. And uh, that's fairly shallow drilling as well. And I'm quite curious, like you're planning to put out a resource estimate or first resource calculation ever on Plumosas early or in Q1 next year. Uh, what, what do you need to do to verify that to get to that resource stage? Do you need to do any additional drilling or are you just explorationally drilling right now? What, what needs to be done to get to that stage? What do you still have to do? So more important we see is that we need to drill along the strike outside of the vein zones that we know already to prove that we can have an extensions and create volume and tonnage and consequently ounces of silver and potentially gold, but also some uh, underground drilling. It's something that we announced recently on top of the surface drilling. It's arriving this week, an underground drill rig. So we are going to have four drill rigs on site yeah. to do a drill underground drilling program at Plomosa's mine, inside the mine, to address the deep aspect that you mentioned before. Okay. Do you have to do any twinning of holes to reconfirm them or like for, for that just to be validated to, to make sure that the consultants it's a, accept it's it? A process, uh, it's a process that is being discussed with the qualified person which we engaged already which is going to be on site with me in two weeks okay. as part of the validation the process. It's not uncommon to define some twin holes. It's up to the QP to decide the external independent QP to decide which holes you want to twin. No, that makes it. And then we go into those. That makes a lot of sense. And it, for me, it also is just uh, yeah. like as an investor, what can we expect in terms of holes? Of course, twinning holes, knowing the results already is not the most exciting, but it also gives you just way more credibility and, and, and a stronger resource in general as well. So um, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, of course, it all costs money. Um, but maybe we talk about the capital structure real quick. And uh, you've recently done a bought deal and the shares are coming free trading right around this time right now. Um, give us a bit of an idea, like 
the, the market itself, I, I see a lot of uncertainty myself in the market with the U.S. elections looming. Uh, there seems to be a lot of sideways moving. And I had an interview with uh, Don Doret the other day, and we sort of agreed on that the, the gold and silver market is more of a real reflection of what the real market should be, what the S&P should be. As it seems to be reflected more in the gold and silver price right now than anything else. Like, give us an idea on the capital market side. What, what, what is happening in the share price right now? Just give us an update there. Yeah, you touch a very important point. Yesterday was the first day of the free trading of a group of shares that was part of the bot deal. We saw a material increase more than the average 300, 400, 500,000 shares that we trade a day. Probably was more than 600,000 yesterday. Uh, my view on that and uh, consider the capital structure of the company of 155 million shares fully diluted. Those shares are more likely to be related to personal accounts, individuals rather than big funds that participated in the financing. If you look at the $9 million of the bot deal, I would say close to $6 million, or seven, close to seven probably, it's related to big groups, big institutions, big funds, or a big company like First Majestic. So they, they won't be hitting the so market, exactly. Because like, I've been- but They are not going to, uh, but your comment quick on, on the gold silver market. I think we're going to still see a lot of volatility like you said, it's pretty much election time and a lot of uncertainty, and that brings volatility to the market. But $24, $25 per ounce silver price, $1,900 per ounce. Gold is a fantastic price for, to make money in the natural resource market. Exactly. It's like, I don't really understand my opinion again as well, like why investors are complaining are so skittish right now. We're in a fantastic gold and silver price environment and investors are actually taking money off the table. Yes, they made quite a bit of money on the run up, but I think we're still not there. And the, the, the production numbers from the majors are looking really, really interesting in the cash flow they're producing. So um, you have 20 geologists on site. You're going yourself next week as well, or at the end of the month, sorry, as well. Um, I, I really like that aspect that management is always on site. Give us an update how you're handling that situation right now. Yeah, of course, the pandemic, the COVID-19 hit everybody and Mexico is a hot spot. Uh, the initial six months, we, we, we uh, were not allowed to go there, but then as soon as we became a became accessible, we put in, pl in place a program and every month there is an executive that's fluent in Spanish from Canada, that from the head office that goes to Mexico. We've been rotating, three of us, um, being fluent in Spanish as well helps a lot us to manage everything on site. We have internet so we can use the modern technology, but nothing is likely to go to the site and be there and discuss with people and see all the developments. And this is reflecting the corporate presentation. You can see what we are presenting as discoveries, as new zones. The most recent news release, the zone 775, is the result of three months of work, cleaning, excavating, sampling what was left as potential expansion of the ore at the, at the Promosa's mine. Fantastic. And yeah, I like you're doing like you're doing so much for a junior mining company. You're you're, you're doing the basic geolo geological work. You're expanding tunnels. You're drilling with soon to be four drill rigs. It, it's fantastic that news flow like investors will not get bored with news flow. That's my opinion there. Um, I've got a comment there on the permits as well. Like Plumosis is fully permitted. Is there a way to sort of pull in San Marcial and get San Marcial covered under the same permit? What would you have to do there? What's that looking like? Uh, it's not uncommon in Mexico, based on the mine legislation in Mexico, that you can connect concessions or one can inherit permits from the other. Of course, there's a process, there's a paperwork, but it's feasible for one property to make use of other one 
permits under certain circumstances. What's important here is that Promosas uh, has the permits to produce, to operate as a mine, as a plant, and all the agreements. And what we will require for San Marcial is just a permit to mine, because you don't need to have a plant there. Oh, fantastic. No, that makes, cool. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, one other thing, since we're talking about the project itself, let, you, you've got a, a deal signed, or was it an MOU signed with uh, Mako Mining for the La Trinidad project? Uh, give us an update there. I haven't heard too much lately there. Are you still in discussions with them? Is that even something you're still considering? No, we are working really hard and very active on this deal because we have five geologists on site now sampling and investigating old mines and old prospects that are part of our strategy to see the value. And with a lot of data that we accessed about geochemistry, geophysics, see the targets because we are looking for what's out for shutdown, the upside potential, the blue sky potential for discoveries. And we are very positive so far. As any transaction, just to, re, re, uh, to update everybody, it's a, there won't be a cash payment to the vendor, it would be a royalty deal. And I remember there are quite a few tax burdens on the project as well that still need yeah. to be discussed. So, and uh, that's not a big secret as well. It's all in the public yeah. filings of Mako back uh, back there. So, exactly. There'll be a potential tax payment for the Mexican government. That's not not nothing that would be prohibitive for this company. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense because it's quite a bit of money. So, um, talking about taxes, actually, we got a question on Twitter, and that that sort of comes up uh, to that as well. And you, First Majestic and all the Mexican companies are sort of bundled in that together. But First Majestic is leading the charge on a sort of tax dispute with the Mexican government. Um, do you have an, any idea? And I'll read out the question, actually, because we got that in from, from Lenny Crocefo here on Twitter. And uh, Marcio, are you concerned that the Mexican government will either nationalize or at the very least shake down the mining industry? How confident are you that First Majestic will win its case? And uh, as a shareholder, of, of course, of both companies, he's worried. Okay, about the first part of the question about the risk for nationalization, I doubt because mine industry is very strong in Mexico. It a lot of other uh, supporting services all related capital invested by North American Canadian companies and having the the free trade agreements in place is something that makes very clear that would not work, in my opinion. About the current or uh, ongoing. Uh, tax dispute by First Majestic. I think it's important to give a bit of uh, uh, background here. This is all related to the traditional, a, tra a very specific way of financing metal streams when companies raise capital and sell commodities at discount. And of course, the Mexican tax system looks like there's a loophole that companies can explore that. Some companies explored or not for each company. And but the Mexican government became very aware of this and put the whole tax department to investigate these structures. Yeah. So the way I see the impact here is that this is going to be more and more challenging to have that kind of financing to support development of mining projects. But straight debt equity is going to continue to be a well-known form of financing for mining projects in Mexico. Fantastic. And there's just another question. I recently saw that Mexico actually set up a police force to help gold mines protect their gold and not get robbed. Just curious, have you heard anything about that? Like, like I, I still like Mexico a lot, actually, personally. So uh, it, sounds, it sounds like we're making it sound like the worst place in the world, but it's actually a fantastic place to work. I've been to Rosario and uh, other places in Mexico as well, and no problems at all. So yeah, that safety is an issue all over the country at different levels. And when you produce goods of high value, 
that's heavily concentrated, one bar, a lot of money. You need to put a lot of safety measures in place. Doesn't matter which country you are. A little bit in Mexico because people realize this. Uh, about this police force, I think it's case by case. There are areas that are more hot spots than the others. There are ways that people can manage this, that, such as you don't need to go all the way to produce a dory on site. You can produce a concentrate and ship that to another location safer and refine that. There are many ways to address this. But it's something to watch very closely, for sure. Fantastic. Marcia, we're at the end of our time. I really appreciate you joining us. Um, but before we wrap this up, give us a quick like outlook. We always like to wrap it up. Uh, give us 30-second outlook. What can investors expect maybe in the next three months or six months as well? So for the next three months, there will be a lot of news. Not only the existing holes that we are sampling or reassing or assaying. We are going to have all the holes that we are drilling, surface and underground. We are going to start releasing news about the upside opportunities outside of areas of drill holes at Plomosas. We have 11 areas we believe can have veins, never ever investigated. We, we reprocessed all the data, that's important. And the combination of San Marcial and Plomosas is going to be more and more visible with more, more, more news on that. Fantastic. Marcio, thanks for joining us and everybody else. Thanks for your questions. Really appreciate it. And full disclaimer, we use hashtag ask, uh, ha we use hashtag COI. That means conflict of interest. I own shares in the company and I own options and uh, they're, they're a client of ours. So take everything with a grain of salt. I said before, it's really important to me, transparency. So that's why I'm mentioning it again. Marcio, thanks for joining us and uh, everybody else will be back actually in an hour and 40 minutes with another interview. So take care. Thank you.